Hi and welcome to our podcast. You already know that what we want to do is help you learn English and do it in a way that you will use it and remember it forever. Effort and time is all you need, but you already know that. My name's Roy and this is English before going to bed. Brought to you by Go Getter English. Today I want to jump right into the nitty-gritty of our podcast because it's one of those things that bother our students a lot. Very often my students tell me that they wish they could go abroad and live in an English-speaking country in order to improve their English. I know that they're saying that because that's the conclusion they have come to after years and years of unsuccessfully studying and not learning. But today I want to put an end to this widespread belief. In one of our previous podcasts, we talked about how listening and transcribing can increase your English level. That is of course if you do these activities often and with meaningful and thorough follow-up. Well, today I'll take you through the whole learning process when it comes to English learning. We will answer the typical questions like am I too old to learn? Do I need a native teacher? Do I have to buy grammar books? We'll go through all of these in just a second. But before that, I want to tell you the story that inspired today's podcast. You know, there's always something that sparks my imagination. And I'm sure my wife is going to kill me after this podcast. But hey, we came here to play, right? I made my wife uh, in high school. Yes, you could say that we are high school sweethearts. We've spent more time together than we have on our own throughout our entire life. Yes, a whole eternity stuck with the same person. In my case, I was lucky enough to have gone or to have attended school in Spain. Perhaps someday I could tell you about all my all of my Gulliver travels in another podcast. My wife and I were in the same classes during our school time, and way before we even thought of, well, let me rephrase that. Way before I even thought of dating her, my wife had told me that her parents were planning to send her to England for a month during our summer break, you know, to improve her English. I thought to myself that that wasn't the best way to learn English, and I immediately told my wife about what I thought, and I told her that she would be wasting her time and her parents' money if she decided to go on a month-long exchange program. Well, we never spoke about that again. Our summer vacation started and logically I didn't even remember to ask my wife. Back then she was my classmate of course. If she had finally decided to go abroad. Once the summer was over and we resumed our classes, my wife came up to me at recess and said, "Roit, you were right. I didn't learn anything at all." Well, uh, believe me when I say this that that was the only time I have ever been right. Seriously, it's the only time. My wife then told me about her experience while being an exchange student in Eastbourne, England. She told me about some really horror stories while living with her host family. I would have rather lived with the Adams family than with the host family that took her in. She attended some really dull classes and the activities that were planned weren't as much fun as they had seemed on the catalog when she was looking at them. Uh, in any case, my wife told me that the experience was more like a life lesson than an English lesson. And being totally honest, it would be unfair to say that traveling abroad is totally useless, but it's not as miraculous as some people think, especially these days, and especially these really short stays that are trending nowadays. 
especially these really short stays that are trending nowadays. What we can conclude from this experience is that by just physically traveling to a place for a short period, you don't necessarily gain all the knowledge you'd wish you'd get. It's a great experience, that's undeniable. Learning the language is a different story. So today, I would like to go a bit further with what you could do to learn English without having to spend a ton of money and going through the stress of living abroad. Of course, if traveling is what you want to do, then that's what your aim should be. But if it's English what you want to improve, here are some things you can do. In this first part uh, of our podcast, I'd like to tell you about the things that you can do yourself and for free. And then we'll talk about the ones you can spend some money on. So, let's move on with the first thing you can do. The first thing that many experts agree on is that if you want to become perfect in English, you have to practice every day. You know this. Yes, try to practice English every day. Read a blog post, watch a video, listen to a podcast. Of course, everything needs to be in English. And anything you do, but make sure you do it every day. Every little thing that you do makes your English grow. Really, every little thing. The second thing uh, that we've been suggested is that you need to keep something to write on handy, like a notebook. Although it may seem a little bit old-fashioned, keeping a small notebook, or for the most tech-savvy ones, uh, a notebook app, is always a good idea to note down words or phrases that you like. You don't only need to write down the ones that you like, you can also write down the ones that are useful to you at work or in your personal life. However, it is not common that you remember a word after you've written it. So make sure that you go back to your notebook in your dead times. We can say that a dead time are those like coffee breaks or while you're commuting, or you know, why not? During your bathroom time, check your words as often as possible. The third thing, do the things that you really like in English. You can only develop your English if you do the things you like, really. Let me give you examples that may help you get a clearer idea. I like learning about music every day. I love listening to music. I'm the kind of person that believes that a day without music is a day that you've lost. So, I love listening to podcasts about music and reading about music. One of the channels I follow is Loudwire. They mainly talk about rock and heavy metal music, so I couldn't be happier. However, I also love movies, so I also love passing by Cinefix's YouTube channel. They really have great sections. Do pass by if you also love movies. So. I decided to follow similar blogs and channels when I was learning French to see if I could improve my French. And of course I did. I practice doing things that I love in French. It's much more pleasant and it doesn't seem like learning at all. If there's something I like, just I just note it down in my notebook. The fourth thing might be a little controversial, but let me tell you about it. The fourth thing that I think you could do is translate to improve your memory. Well, now most of you may have just gone into shock mode the moment I said translation. 
Because many times, teachers, native speakers, etc., they tell us that we should stop translating in our heads and just think in English. Well, I wish you good luck with that. It's very hard to learn a language without making the logical connections with your own first language. It's really tough. However, these connections between English and your own language are really valuable to create processes that will help you develop your vocabulary and grammar and eventually your discourse. The problem is that, and it's a logical problem, we tend to translate literally. And that's what we might you know, need to avoid. Literal translation is the one that we all teachers are trying to stop you from making. Because if you do have to translate, you need to do it in a way that is natural in English. Let's see if this analogy helps you. Translating is the bridge you build between what you know in your first language and what you would like to say in English. In order to carry out meaningful translation exercises, always do it with chunks of sentences. For example, you'd like to know what to say when you leave the office or when you leave some place. In Spanish, you would say, me largo or me voy. Now, it's very tempting to say, I leave or I go in English. However, if you do want to sound natural in your English, you'd need to say, I'm off. Now, that's a good translation. On many occasions, your little translation might be spot on, but other times, it will just sound off. Whenever you find something that you'd like to translate from one language to another, write it down in your notebook and translate it with the most natural sounding translation. So don't forget, practice every day. Keep a notebook handy. Do the things that you like often, but do them in English and translate accurately, not literally. In terms of money so far, you've spent a euro and a half on your notebook right now. So far. That's it. Let's take a look at the type of things you could do investing just a bit of money. And the first thing that comes to mind is investing in some quality teaching. Being taught by a good teacher is almost like winning the lottery. If you have a great teacher, then it's probably not going to be cheap. But hey, it's worth the investment. An intensive or an immersion course could be your second option. These courses are actually very productive and have a very high impact on your level in actually very little time. However, they can be quite pricey. If you are debating between going abroad or taking an immersion course where you live, I would still choose taking the immersion course in English. The third thing that you could keep in mind is an online course. An online course is probably one of the cheapest options in order to make meaningful progress in your English. Nowadays, most platforms have a very systematic approach to learning and they keep a very accurate record of the things you can do well and the ones that of course you need to improve. The only problem might be the speaking part. You would still need a teacher in order to practice your pronunciation and fluency. But if you can do it online, even better. There are many quality teachers online who will be able to help you for very little money. So, here are the things you can do to improve your English without spending a ton of money and making the most of your time. You know, without the hassle of going abroad, getting visas, you know, boarding and English schools. So, thanks so much for following week after week. 
We'd love to hear from you on our Facebook page or our Instagram account at Go Getter English. And if you can, post the things that you are doing right now to improve your English day after day. My name's Rohit, and this is English Before Going to Bed, brought to you by Go Getter English. Have a wonderful day wherever you are, and don't forget, be a go getter. <laughs>